Welcome back, welcome back, I'm back. Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast. As you know, this is Pastor George, and you know we have been continuing uh, talking about prayer. We've been talking about prayer and communicating with the Holy Spirit. We ended the last two episodes talking about trust and really growing in our trust with the Spirit because we want that. I want that. I want to be able to trust him. I And I do trust him. I do trust him, but I want to trust him in a greater way. I want to know him in a greater way. There's a song that says, I'm not satisfied with where I am. Although I've cried out before, I still want more. I want to see your power of this very hour. Do it in me. So I I want more of you, Holy Spirit. I just want more. I'm not content with where I am. I want to know you more. I want to trust you more. Uh, There's another song that says, I'm satisfied with Jesus. But the question is, is my Savior satisfied with me? Uh, There's another song that says, what if God is not happy with our praise? What if he's not pleased uh, with the way we say thank you? So I want him to be pleased with me. And the only way I I can receive that peace is if I continue to grow in my knowledge of the word of God and, and really knowing what the word of God has said about my relationship with him and really receiving that, really receiving that. I believe the struggle for believers uh, and the breakdown on their relationship uh, from what God said and what they experienced is our ability to believe and receive. That if we can believe what he said and receive what he said versus what society is saying. Remember that we talked about how Paul said we can't look at things from a human point of view and how he said there's a spiritual way to look at matters. If we look at matters and we look at the world and look at our relationship with God, not from the lens of society, but look at it from the lens of the spirit, we can really receive what God has to say to us. So let's continue back in our lesson. We're going to pick back up talking about uh, as your trust in God grows, he will assure you more and more that you can come to him about any situation or need. As your trust in God grows, he will assure you that you can come to him about any situation or any need, any situation or any need. You can come to God about anything. There is nothing that you can say to God that will change the way he feels about you. You can come to God about any situation or any need. Remember, society wants you to suppress how you feel because society, even in the church, wants to preach freedom, but never wants you to experience real freedom. So they will tell you, and it's true, you may need to talk to a therapist. You may need to talk to a counselor. And they will provide those services, but negate the fact to tell you that you need to also spend time in prayer. You need to spend time communicating with the one who said, uh, the angel told Mary, his name shall be Wonderful Counselor. 
And when you spend time in prayer, remember, prayer is a positive outlet that yields positive results. There are people who have gone to therapists, who've gone to counselors or or maybe a, a family counseling and felt like the counselor was trying to pin them against each other. But when you go in prayer, Prayer is going to be a positive outlet that's going to yield positive results. See, when you begin to posture yourself in prayer, which is really worship, worship takes your eyes off of the problem and shifts your attention onto the problem solver. See, when you begin to get in prayer, and I'm talking about real intimate prayer with the Holy Spirit and really expressing how you feel and really expressing the situation and the need somewhere in your expression. The Bible says that the Spirit of God begins to make intercession for you. Somewhere in your time of prayer, there will be a shift of gear. When you're honest in prayer, when you're open in prayer, when you're not trying to come in prayer hiding who you are, when you're not trying to come in prayer hiding uh, what your true feelings are or what's going on on your inward parts. But when you come in prayer open, naked, and unashamed, then somewhere in that, the Spirit of God begins to minister and pray through you. And even through your own words and prayer, then healing uh, begins to happen to your soul. Healing begins to happen to your inner man. Why? Because prayer yields positive results. You cannot leave prayer and be an intimate time of prayer, a true time of prayer, and it not yield a positive result. During this process, as you come to him, you will develop a new level of communication, a positive outlet that yields positive results. We ended our last podcast talking about that, how two friends can be across the room from each other and they can uh, know what the other person is thinking without even sharing words, just facial expressions, uh, body language, uh, raising their eyebrows at the other person. They That's their way of communication. It's nonverbal. Uh, communication is verbal and nonverbal. Also in the spirit, communication is verbal and nonverbal. Sometimes you'll go to prayer and you will not hear anything. There have been times I went to have an intimate time of prayer with the Holy Spirit and I went to uh, say all of these words and when I got there, I I heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, don't say anything, uh, just lay out in my presence or or just, just come into my presence, okay? These were times where I felt led to lay prostrate and I would come into his presence and I wouldn't say anything and I would not hear anything, but... Because my trust in him is growing, I had to learn that when he just wanted to spend a time with me in silence, I had to trust that. I had to trust that the times in the car where he doesn't want me to listen to music or he doesn't want me to listen to a podcast or he just wants my attention. He wants my focus in silence. And then when that moment of silence is up, then I may hear a song a little later on or uh, I may hear a something, a phrase an hour later and say, wow, that's what he was preparing my spirit to hear. That was my answer. That was his way 
of responding. You build new level, uh, new levels of communication and you learn in your relationship with God as you grow that he will not communicate with you in the same, some in the same ways. Sometimes you got to learn how to be a loud Christian while you feel like you're serving a silent God. You go through seasons in your life as you grow when you feel like God is silent. And it's in that silence that God is speaking the loudest. It's in that silence that God is there even the more. The Bible says that when you're in trouble, he said, I'm nearest to those who have a broken heart. I'm nearest to those who are in trouble. I'm not far away from you. It's in your moments of sadness. It's in your moments of obscurity. It's in your moments of uncertainty. It's in your moments of doubt that God said, I'm nearer to you now than I've ever been before. All you have to do is trust the way that I respond. Trust the way that I answer. And right now, it may seem like I'm silent, but my silence is working a far greater weight of glory that's going to be inside of you. My silence is working a greater peace that's going to be inside of you. And you got to know you cannot be afraid in those times of intimacy where when you pray, it's not a verbal prayer. It's a non-verbal prayer. It's just sitting in silence in the presence of the Lord and trusting that while you're in that still, quiet place, that he hears the cry of your heart. He knows the cry of your spirit. There are going to come some seasons in your life where you're going to go through some things. And you might be in that season now where it hurts to articulate your words in prayer. Uh, it hurts to speak out what you're going through. I've been there where it hurts. Oh my God, it's so painful to say what I'm going through. God, I don't even want to say it. And all you can tell God is, God, you have to hear the cry of my heart. You have to hear the cry of my spirit. And I trust that every time I could not say it, Physically, God knew exactly what I was saying in my heart. He knew exactly what I was saying in my spirit. And then I trusted the way he responded. I trusted that now we're building a new level of communication. I had to clap there. That was good. You've got to trust. You've got to trust that God knows you. You got to trust that when you pray, God hears you. And not only, I say this all the time, and not only does heaven hear me, but heaven responds to my prayer. I trust that when I go into prayer, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, whether I'm praying for an hour or I'm praying for 60 seconds, I trust that when I pray, God hears me and I trust that he responds to my prayer. And he may not respond how I want or when I want, but I know he responds to my prayer. And you have to keep on praying. I'm not talk about, talking about problematic praying. I'm not saying you got to keep being redundant in prayer because God is not retarded. Neither is God dead. He heard you the first time you prayed. You have to be committed not only to prayer, but be committed to praise. You got to be committed to after you prayed, praise God for the answer. Oh, glory to God. After you prayed about it, it's time for 
for you to praise about it. I'm telling you, you need to get confident in the fact that the word of God said, I inhabit the praises of my people. You got to get comfortable when the Bible says praises calmly to the upright. Glory to God. To those who are in right standing with God, praise is as common to you as brushing your teeth should be. Praise should be as common to you as eating is. I don't understand silent Christians. Well, I take that back. Yes, I do. I understand that silent Christians have not reached that place in faith. I understand that silent Christians have not reached that place in their trust in God. Because when you reach that place in your trust in God, you know that once again the Bible says, I inhabit. That word inhabit means to live in. Glory to God. That word inhabit means to make an abode. It means to make a home in. When you begin to praise God, glory to God, God comes in that place of praise and he begins to inhabit that place. You know God created you just to praise and worship him. There was something God cannot resist. God cannot resist a praiser. Why? How do you know God can resist a praiser? Once again, he inhabits the praises of his people. When you begin to praise God, it begins to get the attention of everything you need. Every old glory to God. I'm telling you, when you begin to pray and then you conclude that prayer in praise, it puts the seal on the deal. When you begin to praise God and there were so many people that are not experiencing what they want to experience because they are silent Christians. They are mute mouth Christians. They are cute Christians. They are lukewarm Christians. Oh, glory to God. But David began to tell us, let the cymbals praise him. Let the string instruments praise him. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. And the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands. You cannot be a Christian and be silent. If you're a Christian and you're silent, you will not be successful in victory. Anytime you want success in victory, it requires you to be radical. It requires you to be even undignified, even more undignified than this. There was a time in David's life where he was getting ready to face death, still talking about prayer and growing in that communication with God. There was a time in David's life where he was getting ready to face death and the Bible said he began to praise God like a madman. He began to praise God as if he was crazy and the king that was going to kill him said, get David, get that man, get David out of here. I'm not going to lay my hands on a crazy man. Can I tell you that praise is going to save your life? Can I tell you that praise will bring you out of the most tumultuous situations? There was a young woman by the name of Esther who her family, her lineage, her people were getting ready to be killed. Not only did she pray, not only did she fast, but because Esther began to dance, glory to God, because she expressed herself in the dance, because of praise that was in her. I'm telling you, you got to tap into, I feel that, as we get ready to conclude. You got to tap into 
that place of praise. You've got to clap your hands. You've got to stomp your feet. You've got to open up your mouth. You've got to lift up your voice. You've got the Bible says, throw your voice like an arrow. Glory to God. Your voice has to be thrown like an arrow. It's glory to God. God is not deaf. He's not hard of hearing. That's what some people say. You don't have to be loud. God can hear you. Yes, God can hear you. But the people of the children of Israel walked around the wall of Jericho. And though they walked around it six times, the Bible said on the seventh time, I want you to lift up a loud shout. Why? Because when you lift up a loud shout, it's going to tear down every stronghold. When you lift up a loud shout, it's going to break every barrier. When you lift up a loud shout, oh glory to God, you have been quiet for too long. It's time for you to become a radical praiser. It's time for you to come in agreement with the word of God. That's why when the word of God is being preached, that's why people shout amen. That's why they shout hallelujah. Because what they're saying is I'm coming into agreement with the will of God. I didn't mean to preach. I didn't mean to preach on the podcast, but oh, every now and then there was something that stirs up in me and wants to remind the people of God, you've got to get back to praise. You've got to get back to prayer. You've got to get back to building a relationship with God because without God, I can do nothing. Without God, I'm a ship without a sail. I want you as we prepare to close to take these last few minutes and go up in praise. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want you to be quiet. I want you to shout it out. Paul and Silas were inside of the jail and the Bible said at midnight, they began to pray and sing praises unto the Lord. And when they began to sing unto the Lord, could you imagine that the jail, the earth began to shake? The earth began to shake, and when the earth shook, uh, the prison walls collapsed. The chains came off of them simply because they knew the value of praise. If you're going to go into 2020, you've got to go in 2020 with the praise on your lips.